Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns, and, you know, I often say we're here to talk about everything bullying, you know, domestic violence, uh, what we just had a horrible shooting in Texas, which was domestic and probably uh, mental health related, Uh, but we really need to talk about, you know, just this inability for us to get along as a country, as a world, because it just seems to be getting worse. Uh, I I can't tell you. It's not so much about bullying anymore. Uh, It's about group bullying. I mean, what's happening in the Ukraine right now with this invasion of Russia? And other things, and and I'm not a politician, and I, I make no claim to be, but other things that just seem to put people at odds with one another. We are here to talk about bullying. It is about bullying, but it's about a a lot bigger stuff right now. That we just, you know, it's almost becoming the new normal. And I think a lot of this stuff started um, with COVID. Because people still are arguing over a mask, unmask our kids. This is what we see, you know, all over the place. Well, and and I've discussed this before. I mean, these pandemics don't go away in one year, two years. It could take 10 years before this thing gets cleared up. But that's beside the point because I've already had my discussion on that. It's the idea that we don't get along because of it. And those are the things that bother me. I mean, you voice your opinion and you get shot down. You know, uh, people want to inundate a conversation with their own thoughts. And if you say anything, they think that, uh, you know, you're wrong and you don't deserve to be heard. And this has been a very, very big problem that we're having. And I think we have to take a closer look at it. Now, the last time that we were together in a podcast, we had Jen Dalton with us, and she was dealing with confidence, how to help and really help young women develop confidence. And of course, it it is related to young men as well, and it's related to anyone. 
and I hope you catch that show. And that's going to be coming out. That that's out already. That was the last show that we had um, we had produced. But I think the um, the piece that I was covering before um, Jen was with us was th- this piece on how to be emotionally mature because I think that has a lot to do with what what's going on right now. And this is actually part two in that series. Because I started, when there's maybe a part three, I'm not even sure yet, but I had covered that emotionally mature people in part one are, number one, respectful, number two, responsible, number three, they were compliant, meaning they were able to listen to someone who was in charge. And this is the problem we have with our kids today. Our kids don't listen to the the person that's in charge, and that's usually the teacher. It could be a police officer. It could be a neighbor. And I will tell you this. If you are anywhere where there are kids and there are adults present, everyone is in charge. You understand what I'm saying? Just because it's someone else's kid doesn't mean that you can't say something to them. And this is what happens. We say something to someone else's kid. Before you know it, the parent comes after us for correcting their kid. And that's not the way it should be. Adults are in charge. And that's where compliance comes in. And then you have a pecking order in terms of the adults. You have a boss that you have to listen to. And when parents start complaining about the teacher or superintendent or about the police or about the government or about all kinds of different things, okay, what they're telling their kid is nobody's in charge. And there is someone in charge and we need to comply with certain rules and regulations that are part of a society. And when you're in a microcosm of society, which is like in school or maybe in a family or college or you get on a job, you have to comply with the rules that they have. That's compliance. I I came off the New Jersey Turnpike one day. And the sign said, you've left New New Jersey Turnpike. Please comply with local speed laws comply. People don't want to hear comply. I have to comply with the mandate. I have to comply with this. I have to comply with that. What are you supposed to do? Then you have people create a huge stink, okay, and before you know it, they're fighting over stuff. They've taken up a cause for something, and it becomes a mess. It becomes a mess. What we should be working on, just character and doing the right thing, people take up a cause and they want to fight everybody because they don't agree with their cause. So emotionally mature people are compliant, respectful, and responsible. The next thing that they are is emotionally mature people know how to respond to criticism. They know how to respond to criticism. And they know how to admit Admit it when they make a mistake.
So emotionally mature people know how to make it, know how to accept criticism. They admit when they can make when they make mistakes, and they don't get defensive. People are raised in an environment where that could be hypercritical. And any time they did something wrong, they felt like a bad person. And that's part of the reason why a, per, a, a person who was emotionally immature can't accept criticism. That's part of it. Your upbringing has a lot to do with it. And I was brought up in a family where criticism was the rule, not the exception. And my mom's criticism had a very cruel edge to it. And she was a, pretty much an expert at making us feel like bad people if we didn't agree with her. And I'm talking about as an adult. And, you know, I had difficulty dealing with criticism when I started working. Because, you know, I'm a 22-year-old kid. I'm a teacher. I'm working with the toughest kids in the building because I happen to be a special education teacher who was working with emotionally disturbed students. And everyone expected me to be able to manage the behavior of these kids. And when I couldn't do it, they came after me and they were hypercritical of me. And I couldn't take it. And I ended up going to the union and I was fighting them. And I'm a young teacher. I'm, I'm there for like one year and I'm already giving them a hard time. But finally, it dawned on me that, look, at, am I going to do this for real as a, you know, a career? People are going to have stuff to say to me and I have to learn how to take the criticism. If in fact things don't go right and if in fact those who are giving me a hard time and criticizing me, I have to be able to take the time and say, is it true or not? And if it's true, I got to go and I got to make some corrections and that's all there is to it. And believe it or not, that's what I did because I just... You know, I, 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 if I wanted to stay as a teacher, I ended up going over and visiting other teachers who knew how to handle emotionally disturbed kids a little bit better than I did. And I learned a lot from them. And I put in the effort. And sometimes effort is all it takes for people to back down from criticizing you. Just put the time in and put the effort in this way, people will look at you and say, at least he's trying. He hasn't given up. So we, as adults, if we're having trouble with criticism, make the effort anyway. Try to make the adjustments anyway. Because that will stop people from giving you a hard time and being critical of you. It's when you give up when someone criticizes you. When you throw your hands in the air and say to yourself, what's the use? I can't please anybody anyway. Why should I even try? And lots of times that's what kids do. I can't please dad anyway, so what's the use in trying? That's what they'll say. So emotionally mature people 
know how to respond to criticism. The next piece that we have is emotionally mature people are independent and interdependent. Now, let's take a look at what each one of these mean. Independent means you can do it on your own. Independent means I need the help of somebody else. So, how willing are you to ask for help from someone else? See, lots of times we want to do it on our own just because we want to prove to everybody that we don't need their help. And lots of times parents are concerned about sending their kids off to college or other places to live on their own. And what really what they should have known is that they didn't prepare them for independent life very well. That's why they get nervous. And if you want to develop interdependence, the biggest thing that you could do is develop a positive relationship with your parents. Because you have to prove it to them that you can live independently. Then you can be interdependent where it's not as hard to ask your parents for help. It's necessary. Our parents should be the first and our best resource to help us understand how to work in an interdependent relationship because then you take it with you. You take it with you on the job. You take it with you to um, in relationships. You take it with you into school. You take it with you everywhere and you can always say, hey, I don't get it. Can you help me? Lots of times people don't want to ask for help. See, and there's, there's like 8 billion people on the planet and the chances are really good that we're going to be around people for the rest of our life. And some of these people have personalities similar to our parents, which means we didn't get along with them. And in order to work with other people, we have to figure out how to work with our parents first. That helps us with interdependence. The next piece here that I have is emotionally mature people are honest. They're honest. And I've talked about John Bradshaw before, and John Bradshaw was the guru of the ACOA environment, adult children of alcoholics. And one of the things that he said was emotionally, he said that lying or tell lying only produces future pain we have to be okay truthful with others we have to be truthful with ourselves we have to be truthful in relationships we have to be truthful with everyone because if we're not number 1 we're going to have to have a heck of a good memory and number 2 Okay, we're going to have to uh, understand that this lying is something that I'm going to get caught in eventually. You're going to get caught by lying. Telling the truth 
prevents future pain. So why doesn't everybody tell the truth? Because it takes emotional maturity to do it. It takes a great deal of emotional maturity to tell the truth all the time and live with the reaction of someone. Now, why don't we tell the truth all the time? What's the problem here? Because the reaction that we had from our parents was something that caused us to say, I don't want to be yelled at. I don't want to be yelled at. This is what happens. See, because if I told the truth, I got yelled at. If I lied, I got yelled at. So where am I here? I'm trying to find a way to communicate information to someone where I don't get yelled at. Well, you're always, if in fact you have reactive people around you and you tell them something that they don't want to hear, chances are pretty good they're going to start raising their voice. Then we start to develop this fear of being yelled at. And that's kind of where I was years ago. Because when I first started in administration, I was being yelled at every day, but either by my boss, the superintendent, a teacher, a parent, a kid, somebody was yelling at me, and it was getting to the point where I couldn't take it, and I finally figured it out. The reason you have this problem, brother, is because you don't like being yelled at, and it started with your parents, and they yelled at you all the time. So if you want to produce really good liars... For children, you want to produce children who are really good liars, keep reacting to everything that they say and you're going to find they're going to start lying to you or they're going to start bending the truth. Emotional maturity. We have to have emotional maturity if we're going to survive in this world. You know, you have mental maturity you have physical maturity. We need emotional maturity. And now, some people might call this emotional intelligence, but it's not, you can have intelligence, emotional intelligence, and know all about it. See, the intellect is something that people, you know, I think they give it a little bit too much credit. Being intellectual doesn't mean you're smart. It doesn't mean you're smart. What, what it means is you have the ability to comprehend information. You intellectually can deal with it in your head, but you can't deal with stuff in your heart. And it takes a big heart, a heart that understands right and wrong in order to be emotionally mature. It takes a heart that knows the difference between disrespect and respect. It knows how to be responsible for their thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, and motives. It knows how and when they need to comply. It knows how to ask for help and is not afraid to. That's your heart, not your head. And it knows that it has to tell the truth at all costs. Intellect is something else. Emotional intelligence is something else. Emotional maturity deals with the heart. 
emotional intelligence deals with the head. Because you end up making you end up making decisions okay based on your heart lots of times you 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 logically look at things but you make a decision based on your heart not your head that's why the the heart is something that we have to really get to when we work with kids now we can look at this, and, and, and we're going to get to this the next in the next podcast, the next episode of, of Anti-Bullying 101, where we talk about um, emotional intelligence. And there's 10 things that I'll go over that I found in a, a terrific article that deal with emotional intelligence, and I'm going to cover those in the next podcast. But I do have some things that I want to share with you. Uh, before um, the next podcast, and that's this. Number one, I have two books that I just published. Uh, One is called The Power of Consistency, and the other one is The Teacher's Survival Guide. Um, And I would encourage you, and I'm going to put the... um, 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 the link in the episode description for both of those books. The other thing that I've started is called um, $1 Books and Teacher Resources. And you can find that on Facebook. Um, And on Facebook, you're going to find, I'm going to be updating. I just put up, uh, I'm going to try and take a look here. Uh, probably eight or ten um, products that you can uh, get to. They went up on, on every Friday. I'm going to change this or I'm going to add to the list um, that you can get eight or ten books for a dollar. Now, let me explain to you about the dollar. The dollar is for a PDF. If you want to, you can get these books, anything that I have here, you can get them on Amazon, you can get them anywhere. You can buy a hardcover. But if you're interested in content, and I mean content, good content related to um, the work that I've done over the years, here it is. There you have it. You can get it. And they're PDF files. Some of them are uh, 60 pages, some of them are 20 pages, some of them are 100 pages. But the content is there, the same content you would get in a Kindle book or a book like Nook or any or a hardcover or paperback or whatever. You'd get the same content. So the, the Facebook page that you can go to for this is at dollarbooks.teacherresources. And that would probably be at Facebook. Uh, you would go to Facebook and just search at dollarbooks.teacherresources. I'll put this in the episode description as well. But I think what you're going to find is that you're going to get a lot of good content for a dollar. Now, I updated this already. Plus, you're going to start seeing a lot of videos on this page. Um, 
I just posted a video, um, how you can help kids achieve academic success and, and how, why we have to change our grading practices. I put up three character education resources. One is character education placemats. The other is character card posters. And the other one is character education flashcards. They're all a dollar. They're all a buck. So here's the point I'm making. Go for it. You're not going to go wrong for a dollar. And pick up some of this content because I think you're going to be really happy with it. So that's dollar books. Now, on um, February 11th, go to It's a Wrap with uh, Ron Rappaport. He has a podcast. And I'll probably post the link uh, at some point in this episode. Once I get it, I'll just update the episode. He interviewed me several several weeks ago, and the the um, the interview is just coming out, and I think you'll enjoy that interview. Uh, he has some really great questions, and it had a lot to do with my new book on consistency and other things. So take a listen to him, Ron Rappaport. Spend more time with Jen Dalton. Um, she does a lot of great work. Look, um Butterflies and Bullies. You can get that book on Amazon. Check that out. I would encourage you to do that. This is Monday. I think I missed last week. I think I missed doing a podcast last week. I did. I was very busy. I, I couldn't get to it. But this is Monday. I got this. I may do another one this week. I have to see in terms of the uh, my content and what I need to cover and how much other work I have. But... Please do check out at dollarbooks.teacherresources on Facebook. And you're going to find links there where you can get a lot of different things. Very cheap, $1 to be exact. So you'll find all this in this episode description. Emotional maturity, we're still on it. We're going to cover emotional intelligence coming up. And that may be this week. I'm not sure. I'll see how things go. But that's something that I want to cover. I try to keep these podcasts under 30 minutes only because that's about the attention span of most folks. Sometimes I'll go over. I have found, I have done ones for 50 minutes, an hour. If I have a lot of content to cover, I'll, I will go a little bit longer. But I try to keep them around 30 minutes to hold the attention of my audience and give them the information that I think is necessary during the, the time slot that I have. My name is Jim Burns. It has been terrific being with you today. I hope that you will join me again on the next episode of Anti-Bullying 101. I hope you're all safe. I hope you're all healthy. And I wish you the best as we move forward into a new week and a new day. So take care, everybody. Thank you.